0: This week's podcast is sponsored by the Ohio Lottery. Keep it fun, Ohio. Play responsibly. Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast. I'm your co-host, John Alexander-Reese. And I'm your co-host, Andrea Carter. And if you didn't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. And today's episode is special because we have many important things to talk about. But uh, Andrea, why don't you start us off with the Chocolate News?
1: Well, I mean, the Chocolate News this week is, is, is like sizzling hot in a roundabout way because we're still in limbo with a number of things but first I want to say congratulations to Dusty Baker on um, being the winning the World Series as manager of the Houston Astros the big man did it he came out and he inspired those players and in the end they said they wanted to do it for him because he was Mr. Baseball and they were ecstatic they were able to give him this win you know, after 25 years in the, in the in the business, former former manager of the Cincinnati Reds and other ball teams, that he was able to pull it out as a manager and win the World Series. Congratulations, Dusty! Well done. And more serious chocolate news is um, the state of Brittany Griner. Unfortunately, Russia announced earlier today that they have moved the WNBA star to a penal colony to start serving out her sentence um, after being convicted of drug um, possession, unfortunately. And no one knows what penal colony she's been sent to. And Russia is known for not treating their inmates well. Mm. And the fact that she is a black woman, she is no, she is a gay black woman who doesn't speak the language or speaks smattering of language, tall and not not prepared for this. Mentally, I know she's going through it right now like you would not believe. And, you know, hopefully something can be worked out to save her from the harshness of reality though. I think mentally I pray for her and I hope everyone else prays for her because it will be um, harrowing if they don't get her out of their sin.
0: So. Yeah, it's so sad what's happening for her, uh, especially for just for what just a little amount of drugs that she had which was like prescription right
1: yes it was it was a prescription drug legal everywhere else in the world except for russia yeah and unfortunately you know she's caught up she's in the middle of the conflict the ukraine conflict the conflict with the u.s and the european world she's like she she's she's a pinball in this she's a pawn in this game right now, and even though everyone's protesting, I'm kind of like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, and, and I think we need to hold the White House accountable there. You know, the White House wants us to support him and well, what they do. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm sorry, but, you know, I draw the line. She should never have, had, had said, you know, admitted to she should never. I believe she should never plead guilty to drug possession because she had a legal prescription she had a doctor's prescription yeah unfortunately Russia is behind but it's not the first time that an american has been caught like this and it's a tactic that they use to try to try and draw out cons for political purposes and you know i'm i'm just hoping something will be worked out for her and i pray for her family and her wife and hopefully they'll be able to you know get word to her and say, "Be strong. We're coming for you. Don't know how, but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try and get you out. Hopefully, something will occur." Then finally, the ultimate chocolate news that everyone is still on pins and needles: the general election. Yes. I I, I don't know where to start because we could yeah. talk local. We could talk. Well, you know what? We'll start with this. Locally, the Dems prevailed in Hamilton County. Um, uh, said so there were a few slight upsets. We're still waiting on one race, the, judges, the juvenile judges race. That is, there's only a thousand votes that separates the Democrat and Republican candidates. And um, they're going for a recount, which will be resolved next week. Raquel Smith, she led for most of the night. And then when um, the more conservative precincts of the city came in, in Hamilton County, in, in the city, it flipped, but she remained on the heels of the Republican candidate, which, for some reason, in my mind is—I'm losing my mind right now. I can't think of her name. Um, but she is an assistant prosecutor um, who runs the juvenile division for Hamilton County. Um, she's very well respected in the in the legal space. Um, I just can't remember her name right now, which is bad. But. Um, more to come on this. So we'll be talking about this race next week because it should be resolved because they're going to look at provisional ballots. There's more absentee ballots coming in. So if the recount occurs, either Raquel will gain more votes or she could lose more votes. It just depends on what the recount shows. So it's wait and see, pins and needles. That's the first race. The second race is the upset in the Congressional First District Steve Shabbat, for the second time in his political career, has lost his seat. Yeah. Um, the first time it was in 2008 to Steve Dreehouse, and Shabbat took it back two years later, and now he lost his seat to Gregs Landman after um, the Republicans redrew the district, where originally the district incorporated Warren County, Hamilton County, and Butler County. This time around. They removed Butler County from congr- the first congressional district and moved it to the eighth congressional district with the race between Vanessa Enoch and David Warenson, who um was the incumbent in that race. And he prevailed in four counties except for Hamilton County, where well no, I take that back. Vanessa Enoch, she led in Hamilton County for most of the night. But then, as the more like I said the more conservative precincts came in, it flipped and Davidson even won Hamilton County. So um, this was her third time running for that seat out in Westchester and Vanessa Enoch um, is not gonna run again. so she is a political shining star to take on that seat to try and drive um, that you know to get a more equal balance in that space. So you know I had to, I'm have to wait and see what Vanessa's going to do next, but hopefully she'll remain a um, political supporter and um, stay involved with the Democratic Party going forward. Then all of the Republican incumbents for the statewide offices all got back in. Unfortunately for the U.S. Senate, Tim Ryan, he lost his Senate his bid for the U.S. Senate seat that was being vacated by Rob Portman. Tim Ryan did extremely well in all of the um, urban areas of the county, I want mean, to well, say in all the urban areas in the state, but unfortunately, J.D. Vance held was strong in all of the rural areas and suburban areas of Ohio. It was basically J.D. Vance had um, a huge majority, I think about I think it was like 60, over 60%, and um, Tim Ryan had about 35, 34, 35% of the vote all mm-hmm. night long. Governor DeWine got back in the Secretary of State, LaRose got back in, Robert Sprague got back in for treasurer, Yost got back in for attorney general. So that's Ohio. Now, the national race.
0: <laughs> well, just, well, just real, well, just real quick before we move on to the national, I also saw that Catherine Ingram, she got back in and she's been on our show a couple times before. So yay for Catherine. Um, Donnie Isison. He got in. He was in the Ohio twenty fourth district. He got in and yes. he was on our show a couple times. So that's great to hear that those two got in. So I just wanted to put out a shout out for those two individuals.
1: Well, I, well, I, I would say in Hamilton County, the Democrats led yeah. in their specific races, unless it, unless it was a state office, they led the. I mean, all the Democrats led the entire night until you know a couple of things flipped it, but. Everyone got in. Jessica Miranda um, was reelected to her seat at the up north. Representative Mary Um Cru- 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 mm-hmm. uh, she retained her seat. Amelia Sykes won her race. So now there are, this is unique, there will be three black congresspeople representing Ohio with the next class of the House of Representatives for the first time ever. We have three blacks representing Ohio. So unfortunately they're all in northern Ohio, but we have three blacks representing Ohio. So it's Joyce Beatty, who was president of the Black Caucus, Amelia Sykes, and there's one more, and I forgot what her name is, but that's three. But mm-hmm. we'll I'll get that third name and we'll have to have a discussion about next steps to oh, see yeah. what you know can happen for Ohio that way. But I think I think you know, overall, despite the issues with gerrymandering, the districts and things like that, Ohio didn't do Ohio is very much, unfortunately, Republican until the until the gerrymandered seats are corrected and met to the standards that's in the state constitution, we're always gonna be a one heavy one party. Yeah. And I think it's unfortunate the Supreme Court ruled that they weren't going to intervene in gerrymandered cases because this is – we should not – we're being denied our right to be represented effectively by our leaders because eventually people are going to get tired of voting and not getting the representation that they need. And what is being proven out with a one party, so to speak, there's corruption. There's um, lying. There's all this type of stuff. And people voting against their interests. I don't understand that. I really don't. But anyway. Yeah. But um, I would say the big thing that everyone is on pens and needles about is the Senate and the House remain in play right now. Right. Um, in the Senate, both the Democrats and the Republicans each have 48 seats right mm. now with the Dems flipping one. Now there, there are a number of races out there that we're still waiting to hear about which will either lend Democrat or Republican. And it looks like it's heavy going to be Democrat, but they may retain the Senate. In the House is a little bit trickier because they're each trying to reach 218 because if you have 218, you lead. Right now, the Republicans have two two uh, 207 seats and the House has 183. But again, more races are... Uh, waiting for results that can tip the scale toward the Democrats, and according to the political pundits, right now it looks like the Dems—it's going to be a squeaker, but they might be able to squeak it out and hold the House with a very slim margin. I think, and, and that margin might be by one. So it's—it's going to be—it's going to be tight. It's going to be very tight. But you know, the Republicans are celebrating, and uh, McCarthy is right now trying to secure votes so he can be speaker. But at the same time, I don't think he's going to get to be speaker because a lot of people are upset with him right now. So it's a wait and see right now.
0: Yeah, because even the Republicans are hate him right now. So I'm just like, if your own party hates you, (laughs) that's pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad. I mean, right now, what's interesting about this race, everyone is perplexed. What because everyone kept saying, red wave, there's going to be a red wave, there's going to be a red wave. The Republicans don't know what happened, they don't understand why it's so dead even right now. Normally, in a normal sense, if one party wins the house, they lose something in the midterms. Mm -hmm. This time around, there's been so much animosity going on that the dynamics have changed covid changed the dynamics and and i think trump opened up a pandora's box in a very unique way but i think the impact of trump is that we have a more engaged citizenry of the united states that's the reason why we're seeing this even divide we're we're not we're tipping one way or the other because People are fed up. They, 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 you know, they're tired of the rhetoric, but also they want they want governing. They don't want animosity. They don't want no, 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 no. They're tired of that. They want governance. And basically, and I think the Republicans need to take a step back and look at what the people are telling them right now. The candidates backed by Trump did not do very well. There's a few that got back in or won or a couple races, like JD Vance. Right. Even though surprisingly JD Vance snubbed Trump in his acceptance speech. Really? Yes. He he did not mention him once. So okay. you know that that sort of you know goes to show well, well, how good he is.
0: Didn't Trump endorse JD Vance at um yes. The rally? Huh.
1: Yes, Trump even called him an ass kisser. And, you know, and he, J.D. Vance didn't denounce it, but, you know, said, yeah, I support Trump. And, you know, this is the guy who said, I'll never be a Trump guy. So, you know, this is what we, this is what the Ohio put in office, a guy who flips.
0: You know, I wonder, like, if all of these Republicans, especially the ones who looked up to Trump or endorsed him or whatever, or participated in the big lie or whatever. I wonder if they're just gonna turn on Trump and just like, just basically ignore him. Like when Trump, you know, when he runs for office again, I wonder if that's- Well,
1: gonna... I, I I think it's gonna be interesting because DeSantis, who used to be a huge Trump supporter is out Trumping Trump. And um, Trump is bad because he's supposed to be the king, the guy everyone follows me, not this other guy. And DeSantis is getting more press than him, is getting all the accolades and I think the Republican Party is going to pick DeSantis, but at the same time who wants DeSantis? I think DeSantis is going to have an issue because if he wins the primary presidential primary down the road and he, he meets the full country, not just his base I think he's going to get some huge pushback
0: unless he gets,
1: you know, a good combination. Um, And then there's still Liz Cheney out there. And on top of that, another unique thing that has happened that we saw in Hamilton County, if you look at the numbers, 94, over 90, over 94,500 ballots were cast in the county race. But if you look at what I should say in the absentee ballot race, uh, no, I'm sorry, early voting, And as you look at early voting, the breakdown, over 14,000 were Dems. About over 8,000 were Republican. Close, over 12,500 people voted independent, who I believe were Republican voters who stepped away from their party. And I, I think that's an issue, an underlying issue, that the Republican Party is gonna to have to deal with because not everyone can rely on the Latino vote or the Asian vote or the Indian vote. Not everyone's gonna be able to rely on all those other groups. Um, the religious right and everything else have so impacted the, re- the right wing that the, I think the Republican Party has a bigger problem than they're acknowledging right now, or at least they're not acknowledging it publicly and I have not seen what the political punters have not addressed this yet but there is they're losing membership mm. they're so busy fighting to hang on and be the minority in power that in the process they're so busy in their fight they're losing their membership and the, you know some Republicans struggle to get donations some got them some didn't and i think there's a that plays to a bigger issue the democrats have a problem too because they're losing hispanic voters and you know you have to um take a look at especially in florida that the hispanic vote went more conservative but also a number of hispanics who were from countries they're seeing what they're used to seeing in their own former countries um, what's happening in America, and they're going to go with what's familiar. Mm. And I, I, I think that um, that's an issue. Um, and I think that's an underlying issue that everyone needs to take a step back and look at what they need to do to prepare for 2024. Look at the electric, look at what the electric is saying, but also look at the membership of where people are going when they vote and how they're voting, and from what me the consultant said, this is a new political dynamic that people don't understand, and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out.
0: Also, though, I want to well, a couple of things I want to say. Uh, I still can't believe that the uh, the Georgia race is still so close. And, oh my god. Um, and I heard that they're going to like a a December six runoff. So yes, I mean, it was like dead even, and I still just can't fathom that. But I'm still hoping that um oh my god who was the Democratic um
1: Warnock Reverend Warnock
0: yeah it's like exactly. I I hope he can prevail. Well, I I yeah. hope
1: he, I hope he prevails. Um I and it, but I think also it shows again what is the electric telling the candidates. People see that Warnock is the better... Whether you like either candidate or not. Who's the better candidate? Warnock. Herschel Walker is a typical jock. And I hate to stereotype athletes because I think athletes are very smart. They're very direct. They know how to play a game. But Herschel Walker was a football player. Maybe he got hit too many times in the head. I don't know. <laughs> but at some point... I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to insult. I mean, well, the Walker well, well my thing. There. Well, you know, I mean,
0: oh, there are fans.
1: <laughs> there, there there are a few fans out there because I mean, because remember, Walker on the football field was a he was a demon, but off the football field, he's a squeaker. Yeah, unfortunately, he's a squeaker that is dead even in a U.S. Senate race. That you know, if he wins, he will be a pawn for the U.S. For the Republican Party, and I mean, because I, out of everything, I have not heard him say anything about what he's done for the Black community. I've not heard him what he has done for Georgia, how involved he is in his community. You know, he doesn't make any sense.
0: No, um, he does not make any sense.
1: He, 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 I mean, what he, you know, he he's very quick to deny, deny, deny. I didn't do that. That's not true. He's so quick to deny and say anything. What can you say positive? People interview him are like, what? What? He would be the the hardest person to interview because I can already say that I would have to steal my face not to show reaction and in interviewing that man yeah. because he would irritate the nerves. Because you want your politicians to be intelligent, to be able to comprehend and give you some substance to know that. Your tax dollars at work. You're they're representing the best of your tax dollars, right? He's not the best. No, he is a D student to put it politely. He's not a student. Warnock <laughs> is an A B student. Walker, he's a D F student. From his comments, I'm sorry again. Forgive those who love Herschel Walker. Yeah. Um. And I and I hate to talk bad about a black man. I yeah. really do because we need to support yeah, me all too. Of black men. Yeah, me too. But I'm sorry, brother. What are you thinking? Come on. But anyway. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm I, I don't know what to say. But anyway, that is a runoff for um, the races to watch right now are Arizona Senate, the Arizona uh-huh. Governor. Oh, yeah. The joint Senate, which is going to a runoff, the Nevada Senate race, the Nevada governor's race, the Wisconsin Senate race, those are the ones to watch right now because they can help. It would go either way. 67% of the vote is in in uh, Arizona and 77% of the vote is in in Nevada. And so as those votes come in, more so we should know probably by the end of the week what's going to be resolved or where it's going to lean either way so right.
0: um, but
1: that's where we are right now for election results
0: but also i just wanted to highlight just a couple of people who won also and um wes moore he was he's the first black governor of maryland so congrats yes to that's just that's always I'm, that's always a nice feeling yes that's um, a very good feeling uh, let's see, I, I have pulled up Mara Healy, she is the first openly lesbian person and the first openly LGBTQA person, elected Attorney General of the state, uh, she, I believe she's um, Massachusetts, yeah, Massachusetts and mm. Maxwell Frost he is the first, I believe I because I wrote it down, hold on he's the first Gen Z candidate uh, to win uh, in Florida He's the uh, he's oh. he's in Florida's tenth uh, uh, congressional district. So congrats to him. Let's start getting. He
1: won in Florida. Oh my god! He won- yeah, he won in
0: Florida. I know it's fantastic. So let's start getting these Gen Z people in, so they can actually you know do some change. Just saying.
1: Well, I'm I'm I think that the the Gen Zs have to come out. They yeah. they I think our young people, whether they don't believe it or not, they have to come out and vote because it's their time. Yeah. They, they, they are, they are where the baby boomers were. It's their time to lead, to have their voices announced and change and things like and go from there. So,
0: well, that's it for today's show. And I want to thank Andrea for coming on and discussing all this um, interesting chocolate news.
1: It's my pleasure. And, you know, I'll stay on top of that. And, um, you know, as as we, you know, as we know, we'll let our 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 audience know as well. And, and um, just check out the Cincinnati Herald, we'll, you know, just keep you up to, up to date as much as best as possible.
0: Yep. And I also want to thank this week's sponsor of the podcast, The Ohio Lottery. Keep it fun, Ohio. Play responsibly. And you can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at com the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter for the time being, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. In addition, The Cincinnati Herald is now looking for news distribution and delivery agents. Please contact our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander Reese and I'm Andrea Carter and have a good day.